you asked Razor how he was doing, the standard response was, better than you, Chico. I learned that when I stepped through that curtain that I could have a relationship as a performer with an audience. And it was a powerful thing to me, whether I was the hated villain or the beloved hero. And that was something that I've always treasured. So thank you to all the wrestling fans here. and all the fans watching around the world. Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. I'm your host, Conrad Cushman. We are here today with a special tribute episode for Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. Uh, Scott Hall passed away today, and uh, we found out right before Monday Night Raw began. And uh, during Raw, I decided to record this just because of the wrestling community's amazing um, show of love for Scott Hall today. Uh, Just remembering some of their favorite matches, uh, moments, what he meant to them. Even some of the wrestlers had uh, great tributes up to Scott Hall. And I kind of wanted to just come on here and talk about Scott Hall as well. Um, unbelievable. I don't even know where to begin when it comes to uh, Scott Hall's career. He, he began wrestling many years ago. I know he was in the NWA, the AWA. Um, the first time that I remember seeing Scott Hall, though, was in WCW. Uh, and during that time, he was known as the Diamond Stud. Um, he was hanging out with DDP, the Diamond Cutter. And uh, they were um, just going out there and they were doing kind of this corny gimmick at the time. Like this is during the time when Nash was doing Vinny Vegas. I remember Vinny Vegas way more. Why? I don't know. But I just remember seeing these guys and I was like, oh, they look familiar. And as a kid, this is when I first started noticing like, hey, that guy was over here, but now he's a different character over here. And um, we all know, like if you're around my age, uh, the first time you ever remember seeing Scott Hall in a meaningful, like, big-time role was when he came out as Razor Ramon, the bad guy. Um, He got to basically play Scarface. He was Tony Montana. Like, dude, unfreaking believable I don't think Vince McMahon had ever seen the movie, and he pitched that idea to him. It was money. He walked the gimmick. He talked the gimmick. He was the gimmick. Scott Hall came out wearing the 15 gold chains. If something happens to the gold, something's going to happen to you, Chico. Like, he did not play, and that was one of the best things about it, man. Um, His finisher, everybody loved. The Razor's Edge, bro. Unbelievable. It was a move that you know you've seen somebody mimic every time where they stick the arms out. They're like, oh, yeah, you know what time it is, bro. You get ready to get hoisted up for the razor's edge. Um, and I don't condone that anybody does that today, but it, it was just so much fun, man, watching him wrestle as a kid. 
uh, he was in the WWF for a while. He came in. I remember ordering uh, that Survivor Series pay-per-view where it was uh, Ric Flair and Razor Ramon versus Macho Man. And it was supposed to be Ultimate Warrior, but then they had Mr. Perfect turn. It was a mess. But they went in there and they had uh, an amazing match. I remember that. I remember the latter matches with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10. And, and that's probably his best match, I think, within the WWF. Um, he also had that great ladder match at SummerSlam 95 with Sean. He had great matches with Diesel, uh, great matches with Bret Hart at the King of the Ring and at the Royal Rumble 1993 for both years. Um, he went in there with Jeff Jarrett, Goldust, amazing intercontinental title matches. Uh, even the kid, the one, two, three kid, he put him over big time on an episode of Monday Night Raw. I'll never forget. You guys have probably heard this story, but I always have to tell it. I was watching Raw with my dad. He's telling me, ah, let's turn this off, man. You already know who's going to win these matches. I don't know why we watch this. And I was like, hey, anything can happen in the WWF. He shoots kid into the corner. He misses his, uh, he, I think he was just trying to run into him in the corner. Kid goes to the top, hits a moonsault. One, two, three. Shocking victory. It is played to this day when you go back and think of Monday Night Raw. The one, two, three kid was then dubbed that name. And I remember seeing him as the lightning kid on uh, ESPN when I would come home from school. Amazing how they ended up doing it. He went and had amazing matches, even with Owen Hart, Ted DiBiase, uh, he wrestled Bob Backlund even at WrestleMania. Scott Hall had it all, man. He did a really good job with any position he was given within the company. Um, he he held the record for the Intercontinental title for quite some time, too. Just He was always somebody you could count on and rely on. Let this guy go out there and just do what he does, and he will deliver. And that's not to say that Hall wasn't um, part of some controversy, too, while there. He was part of the clique. The clique consisting of Shawn Michaels, uh, Kevin Nash, a.k.a. Diesel, uh, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, uh, Triple H, a.k.a. Uh, Paul Levesque, and Sean Waltman, the one, two, three kid. And there were supposedly some other members, uh, Just Incredible, PJ Polacco, PJ Walker, whatever you want to call them. The clique uh, had a lot of enemies backstage for supposedly lobbying to get things that they needed or working with each other. And they had a lot of enemies backstage. And I'm not on here to debate what's true, what's not. Um, a lot of people talk about their drug usage and how that was a big problem. And like I said, Scott Hall, is he's no saint. He, there was a lot of polarizing stuff that was going on back then. But to me, his impact on the business was felt and it was shown today. And that's what I really, really want to highlight. But you got you to tell the truth when you're telling the story about uh, the click. And even the curtain call, Scott Hall was involved in an incident that many veterans of the business at that time dubbed disrespectful. The curtain call happened in MSG where uh, Hall and Nash were getting ready to leave. Uh, they wanted a raise from Vince McMahon and he couldn't give it to him or he didn't want to. So they were going to WCW to make more money and work less dates. Makes sense to me as a business person, right? Well, they wanted to have this moment where they're all hugging inside the ring, uh, Sean, Triple H, Nash, Hall, and they're all in there and they do that. And they were some of them were good guys and some of them were bad guys. And you didn't do that back then. Like they had separate locker rooms. You didn't do that. And I guess a lot of the veterans uh, were pissed that that even happened. They said, I can't believe you let them do that. 
Triple H ended up eating the punishment for it. I think uh, Waltman wasn't even around at the time. But the rest of them, you can't punish Hall and Nash. They were going to WCW. Sean's your champion. So Triple H had to eat the punishment. And without that, we might have not got Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's a crazy thing, though, for uh, another, like, book it or what if scenario that you want to think of. Um, He also had his second run in WCW. He showed up, bro. First, he came out in the jean fit. He came out with the jean shirt, the jeans on, and you thought that the WWF was invading WCW, the way they put it on TV. He came out, he looked just like Razor Ramon, but just in regular clothes, and he said, you want a war? You've got a war. And it was just like, what is happening right now? And then eventually he said he was bringing a friend. Nash shows up. Then they're going to have this big match at Bash at the Beach with Sting, Luger, Savage. And they said they had a mystery partner. For weeks, Eric Bischoff had no clue what he was going to do. The original name was going to be Sting because everybody thought Hogan's not going to want to turn heel. But when Hogan said, what if I turned heel, brother? That could work for me, dude. He comes in and drops the leg drop and proved Bobby Heenan right after all these years. What a dirtbag. Hogan turns heel, but Scott Hall was... The, the guy who started it, he threw the first stone in that war. Like the NWO started because Scott Hall came in and it was money from there. Um, they had great tag matches while in WCW. You had the Faces of Fear, the Nasty Boys, the Four Horsemen, the Steiner Brothers. Uh, they were out there going up against everybody. Hall and Nash dominated at that time. They dominated so much that even New Japan Pro Wrestling had their own version of the NWO with like Muda and Chono. It it was really well done. And you got to give your hats off to Eric Bischoff too. Scott Hall is the reason WCW won for 83 weeks. He's a big part of it. I don't care. You could say, yeah, it was Hogan. It was Savage. It was Flair. It was all of those guys. But Scott Hall coming in is what changed the direction for WCW. They got the cool video games. The NWO was the coolest thing out there. They did the damn thing, in my opinion. Um, Scott Hall was always uh, involved with Kevin Nash on television, I felt like, throughout his time. People argued about the booking over there as well with Hall and Nash and Hogan and everything that was going on. Um, And he stood up for some things that he believed in. Some people say it was good. Some people say it wasn't. I'm not here to debate any of that stuff. Scott Hall was there to get his money, and he knew what he was doing. Um, he even had a little short stint in ECW coming out to the Fugees, ready or not. Um, that was a, a very, very short run um, over there in ECW. But, hey, man, Scott Hall was just a different cat. You never knew where he was going to show up or what he was going to do. He ended up back in the WWF when Vince McMahon did the whole uh, lethal dose of poison. When he brought back Hogan, Hall, and Nash, and uh, they were feuding because Ric Flair had ownership, and then Hogan was going to fight The Rock, and that left Scott Hall open, and he got a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He probably took the second-best stunner of all time. Hall definitely took the uh, the double stunner, and he always did that sell where he never dropped to his knees. He just flew backwards, and what what else can you say? His run was not too long from the uh, company. Uh, after that part of the plane ride from hell. And that's just a whole debacle in and of itself. Um, You guys can watch dark side of the ring. If you want to hear about that 
Hall had brief runs constantly in TNA. Uh, he was in Juggalo Championship Wrestling, uh, WWC. He came back to TNA. He had a little bit of a small run in WWE. He got to go into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2014. At WrestleMania 31 in 2015, the NWO came out to battle DX. I'll never forget the pop uh, watching that, <laughs> hanging out at uh, Rob's house with like Derek and all of our buddies. And we were like, it's DX versus the NWO. And things went crazy. It was really good, man. Um, like a, Scott Hall had some crazy stuff happen to him in his life, man. You got to go back and look up his uh, entire story. He had a special like ESPN interview that I remember looking at. It talks about his life. Um, definitely worth checking out. And big shout out to DDP too, man. DDP helped get Scott Hall and Jake the Snake Roberts clean. DDP does the work of a saint. Um, and he took care of two guys that he considered like some of his best friends in the business. And I absolutely respect him for doing that. And I'm glad that Scott Hall eventually was in a better place. He uh, looked good. He was happy to talk about pro wrestling. I've always heard that he took care of the wrestlers that he traveled with. Yeah, I got to give a shout out to Sean Ross Sapp too, man. He had some really good matches that he has suggested for people to watch. Like if you didn't know, um, he just made a list of them. He talked about like the two ladder matches for with Shawn Michaels. Absolutely great. There was an action zone match too, where it was uh razor and the one, two, three kid versus diesel and Shawn Michaels. Uh, it was a really, really good tag match. Uh, there was a, a vacant intercontinental championship match with razor Ramon and Rick, the model Martel. Uh, they won a battle Royal and they were the final two in it. And I thought they put on a heck of a match. Uh, I'm going to add one of my own personal ones in here. I like the 1994 Royal Rumble match with IRS Irwin R. Scheister versus Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title. Um, really good match. If you haven't seen it, there's a really cool uh, finish in there. And I like what they did with that one. Um, Bash at the Beach 96, if you want to see how everything played out in wrestling history with the Outsiders. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp even threw on Conan and Rey Mysterio versus the Outsiders with Rey Mysterio's mask on the line. Uh, they did a good job playing bullies in that one, even like Sean said, really good. Um, and he brought up so, so many of the other matches that we had mentioned. Um, I, I remember even Matt Cardona becoming the uh, the champion. He became the Intercontinental Champion. He got to take a picture with Razor Ramon, and he put up a picture when he was a little kid where Razor put the belt on him, and then in this picture, he put the belt on Razor. And I thought that was always one of like the coolest pictures that I ever like got to see for him. Um, really amazing what he did, man. Uh, Scott Hall is one of a kind, like I said. Um, he had great matches with Sting, Uncensored 1998. I'm just trying to think of some others. Razor Ramon and Jeff Jarrett at the Rumble. Uh, Razor Ramon and Goldust at the Rumble in 96. You could go on and on and on trying to find some of these best matches for him. And uh, I thought his Hall of Fame speech was also something that you could just talk about forever. Usually when you get people in the Hall of Fame, you'll get guys in there and they could tell stories for days and days and days. Some people you're like, yo, I don't know how long they're going to keep this guy up there for. Like they're going to have to send somebody out and just say, hey, man, we only got X amount of hours on this or a certain amount of time. We're going to have to wrap it up. But Scott Hall's Hall of Fame speech was special. You heard some of it at the beginning. You're going to hear some more of it at the end of this uh, tribute. But 
he did it so well. It was just basically he said everything he had to say and to the point, and it was something that all of his fans could connect with and they could feel. And it was absolutely just like a very, very special moment uh, when he was up there. And it felt good to see him get that moment. And for that, I'll forever be grateful. Um, Scott Hall, you are one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I want to end this tribute episode with the utmost respect. And I want to say thank you to Scott Hall. And the best way to end this is this one's for the good guys. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order.